Hey guys, welcome back. This is Diana. And this is Chantel. And we are my ride or die. And we are here to tell you some stories this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mine is pretty good. I can't I wait to hear it. Yeah, and I know you're pretty excited to tell me yours. Yep. So that should be fun. It should be fun. It worked out really minty this way, too, because Diana told me that her story is quite long, and I decided to do one that's a bit shorter, and it's it's a, it's a little bit different than the norm of what we do. Yeah. Mine. And you'll know what I mean when I when I tell it. It's a little bit, little bit different, and yeah, it's short. It's only like two pages and then a tiny little bit on page three. Okay. So it works out well that you have a quite long story, and then mine is shorter, so it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah. It's like the universe just understands us. Right. It totally. It all just comes together. Absolutely. The universe is mysterious. Yeah. Now if the universe could just bring us money. Right? Please. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Universe, if you're listening, right? where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right? So how was your week? So busy. Oh, and so fun. Like we said, okay, so we'll talk about it. And I want to obviously hear about your week as well. Mm-hmm. So this week was, yeah, su- it's been super busy. I-, I can't believe it's already Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Ever since being back to work and stuff, finally, it was just so nice. And being in a new job, you know, and learning so many new things pretty much daily. It's the whole, all, like the last, this is my third week and it's been a blur. Yeah. You know, like I can't believe I'm already on week three yeah, of this new job. Actually, it's, I, I know. I not believe that either. That's so, wow. Okay. I know. Next Monday is start of week four. Like mm-hmm. it's gone by just pew. Yeah. So fast. So this week, Monday and Tuesday, we had 300 salmon brought in from Vancouver Island. So a bunch of us, like me and my coworkers, we processed all these salmon over two days. On day one, we did 200. Holy moly. Yeah. Even still today, I'm having a hard time even lifting my arms above here. (laughs) Right? Uh, and especially when I lower them, it almost makes the pain like push even worse when I bring them back down. It's like right in here between my, sh- like right where that bone comes down. Yeah. Right in there, but deeper on both sides. And okay. I think it was from the way I had my arms for a lot of it doing stuff, Probably. keeping my arms like this. And it's repetitive. And repetitive. Yeah. And yeah, and like salmon are heavy. And so like, it was just, it was a lot of work. It was yeah. a lot of grunt work and stuff. But it was great, and uh, it was great bonding for me and my coworkers. I got fantastic pictures of the whole event, and then so did other people. Core memories, yeah. really core memories, and then working with staff that I haven't met before, because even prior to working with I basically knew everybody already. Yeah. You know, not obviously to the level that I do now working with them, of course. Uh-huh. But I knew everyone, even if it wasn't by name, by face, I'd seen them lots of times. Yeah. So it's really great to be working with everyone, and I've wanted to for a long time, as you know, work with the so yeah, it's been fantastic. That was a lot of fun. And uh, I learned new methods on how to process fish that I didn't know before, like traditional First Nations way of doing things on the river, mm-hmm. especially when you have limited tools and stuff like that. So it was really, really cool. It was great. It was just really awesome. And something that added a layer of humor, if you will, was uh, one person's distinctive accent. Okay. He had a fantastic accent. He sounded like probably the most Canadian person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. It More was, than me? It was fantastic. Oh yeah. He sounds, he sounds so Canadian. It just, it, the entire time he was talking throughout two days, it just made me smile. Cause I, I don't think I have ever heard se- someone with that much of a Canadian accent hmm. as well as a native accent. Oh, interesting. So both of them combined. Yeah. 
so Canadian and it was just fantastic and I'd never met him before and he was super nice and yeah and his wife is amazing I work with his wife and she's fantastic I've always adored her so yeah it's been great but very tiring yeah I can imagine oh yeah at the end of Monday and the end of Tuesday I was just so tired so but it was great yeah so that's that was definitely the highlight of my week so far and then today was great yeah that's awesome. How's your week? So my week was boring. All right. I did nothing. Right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. I mean, I did stuff. <laughs> I worked and, you know, just day-to-day crap. Existed. Yeah, I existed this week. <laughs> That's how I feel. Not every week can be exciting. And yeah. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. No. Yeah. It doesn't have to be exciting at all. No. It's lots okay. Of, sorry? No, I was just going to say lots of work and... Downtime, I suppose. Yep. Played on my Switch a lot. <laughs> that's okay. Because that's my escape. Exactly. It's my little world away from this world. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And we all need a world away from this fucking world. Yep. Oh, I did want to mention that we watched that documentary that we discussed in our last episode. We literally finished the episode yep. and we went and watched it. What is What was it called? Allison? Allison. It was phenomenal. So well done. So well done. So I recommend everyone watch it. It was so good. This woman is just amazing. Her story is... I'm getting goosebumps. Like, right. Remembering it. Like, holy cow. I just got shivers up my yeah. back and up my neck. Yeah. yeah. So Allison on... Was it Netflix? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Also Prime. Amazon Prime. Phenomenal. Yeah. That makes two of us. Same, same. Watch yeah. it. Yeah. I highly recommend you. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Her story is just crazy. Watch right? it. You got to watch it, peeps. Then we watched a movie after because we were supposed to do editing. <laughs> and then we did it. And then we were like, well, let's just watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And we made excuses not to edit. And that is okay. And we made super yummy. Your popcorn, you made. Yes. Your yummy popcorn. Diana's popcorn is the fucking best bomb i make some pretty good popcorn so good so good oh (laughs) so yeah i made some yummy popcorn Chantal helped and no i did nothing i put a bunch of butter in a cup well you helped (laughs) i guess you held the cup that was melted butter you put it in the microwave and you melted it (laughs) and poured it on the popcorn and you poured it when i told you to (laughs) (laughs) that's helping i guess i helped one less thing i have to do yeah i guess i helped (laughs) then we watched This incredible movie, Mm -hmm. 13 Lives. So good. It is based on a true story. The cast is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, bang on. I've watched it four times already. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard about it from both her and Jamie. Yeah. It is a phenomenal movie. And finally, you got to watch it that night. Just, I'm so happy I got you to sit down and watch it. Same. So good. I know. Yeah. Incredible. It's, it's one of those movies that it's so gripping that normally I'll put movies and then they're kind of in the background on my phone or I'm playing my switch or I'm just reading or doing something else. This one, (laughs) I had my switch in my hand and I was playing it and all of a sudden I looked up and the whole movie, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. The story is just phenomenal. So 13 Lives, guys, you guys have to watch it. It was so good. Yep. Take the time. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. The fact that it's a true story as well. Oh, I know. It's mind-blowing what what happened. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to say what happened because it'll just be a spoiler. Yeah. But just know that, like, the turn of events, absolutely catastrophic. Yep. On so many levels. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, you, you guys have to watch it. You will not regret it. No. 
I no might one watch would. it again. If anybody, what's that? I said I might watch it again. Of course you will. <laughs> because it's so good. Yeah, I know. It's worth it. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. If anybody doesn't like that movie, they're just, they're an idiot. Yeah. I would actually be shocked if people yeah. didn't like it. Like, how could you not? How could you not? Unless you're, like, under the age of, like, 13. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Right? And then I could see yeah, them being like, Ugh, yeah. this isn't cool. Yeah, exactly. Go be cool in your room <laughs> while we watch this movie. <laughs> Yeah, you guys have to watch it. So, Cecily was here today, and I want to have her as a guest. <laughs> Not for, obviously, the whole podcast, but for a little bit. Yeah, I want to have know. her as a guest, too. I want to... Probably our next episode, we're going to have her as a guest. So, she was telling me about, you know, her day at camp and all that kind of stuff, and then we started talking about the kangaroo farm. Yeah. So, there's a kangaroo farm in town. Yep. It is phenomenal. They have moved, and I have not been to their new location. You, you haven't either. Yeah, no. okay. They moved kind of, was it during COVID or pre-COVID? Like uh, just before COVID or something like that. I think it, I think it was before COVID because if okay. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. somebody took Cecily to that one in like 2018. Maybe, maybe he took her to the old one. Anyways, I don't know. So yeah, we haven't been to the new one and I've wanted to go, but then COVID. So nothing was open. Mm-hmm. And the kangaroo farm, I mean from the one I went to, because this one apparently is way bigger. Yeah, a it's lot a lot more huge space. property. Yeah. Huge. So clearly they have kangaroos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Could you imagine if it was called the kangaroo farm and there's no kangaroos? I can, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck with people? I would do it. That would be so funny. I would do it. Right? But yes, they have kangaroos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they had like chickens, they mm-hmm. had ducks, they had goats, they had sheep. They had a capybara. Uh-huh. They had all sorts of funky chickens, the ones with like the funny hair, uh, feathers, I should say, on their head <laughs> and their feet. They had pigs. They had emu. Mm-hmm. And they had what I called earlier a sugar slider. <laughs> but I meant a sugar glider. <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny. I didn't even realize I said it. And then Chantal was holding her gut, like laughing her ass off. And I was like, what did I say? And then I went, yeah, I guess I kind of did say that. I just didn't even clue. Like, I just didn't even clue in. It was just stupid. But yeah. yes, sugar gliders. <laughs> she said it so naturally, too. Sugar sliders? Yeah. And she was looking at me, like, so serious. And I just, like, <laughs> yeah, couldn't uh, even contain myself. You did not contain yourself. At no, all. that was that was comedy gold. It was pretty funny. That was so funny. I wish I could have gotten that recorded <laughs> and the seriousness the genuineness of yeah. the sugar sliders it was so funny i might start calling them that from now on right i think i will i think i will too because it's just you know better <laughs> sugar sliders is so funny sugar sliders and they're so cute oh like, my I god i totally see them gliding on sugar <laughs> Because they're so sweet. Because they're so sweet. And they're so soft. <laughs> they are. They're I like know. the softest animal I've ever felt in my life. Oh, have you ever felt a chinchilla? Yes. Okay, they're like yes. super soft too. It's ridiculous. They are also actually. very soft as well. I think they're on the same level as a chinchilla. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But they, yeah, they are just the cutest. So they have those. They have parrots. Yes. I don't remember what else. Anyways, they have a lot of different animals. They do. So Mouse is going to tell her story or her experience next week but now when as she was saying it i was like well i want to go now right (laughs) it's been too long and i need my 
animal fix. Yeah. Not that I don't have it at home. Yeah, as Leo jumps up yes, behind me. as Leo jumps up behind you. And, oh, by the way, Steffi is sleeping by my feet and she is snoring really loud. I'm hoping the mic isn't catching it, but if it is, it is my dog. <laughs> Leo. And if she farts, because she has been farting a lot, actually. Funny enough, I was on a Zoom call. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're laughing already because you know. <laughs> I know. I was on a Zoom call Leo. with a potential client, and Steffi, um, I have to put a step up by the futon in my office or anything now. She just can't jump anymore, per thing. She mm -hmm. used to jump like a rabbit. Like, she could jump high. Now, she can barely clear. Well, she's like 98 years old. In dog years, yeah, totally. She's like 98 or 100. Something like that. Maybe older. Who knows? But... So she can't. So I have like steps everywhere for her. So anyway, <laughs> she got up on the, like, the little sponge step and then went to get up on the futon and she blew the biggest fart. <laughs> and then I just paused what I was saying. And you could see the couple on the screen where it paused and I went, it's my dog. <laughs> and then we all started laughing. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, the smell. Oh, I bet. I was like, I'll be right back. I could hear them laughing while I was grabbing the aerosol from the washroom <laughs> because it's an old lady fart coming from a dog, like an old lady dog fart. It was not okay. Diana's lying. It's actually her flatulence. No, I fully admit <laughs> when it's me. I will. I never did before. <laughs> but now I just don't give a shit. <laughs> so I have zero issue admitting when it is me farting. But holy moly, yeah, that was embarrassing. But I just learned to just embrace it. <laughs> embrace the When farts. my dogs fart. So anyways, but it was hilarious. And, and they had an old dog too, and they understood. <laughs> but how unprofessional. <laughs> Here I am sitting, trying to be professional. And how then unprofessional. It was loud. <laughs> loud and she didn't even know because she's like deaf now <laughs> so she's like me <laughs> that's so funny no that was interesting hell i have a young dog and i get it duchess's farts can clear a room oh yeah my god most dogs can like winston. yeah winston dogs a bulldog but dog farts are not okay no. i mean farts in general even cats can be ranked dewy oh i know oh leo has some pretty gross I, farts i've yeah i hate to admit this but i've smelled his farts before <laughs> <laughs> rank they hey leo rank. you smelly little shit he is a smelly little leo shit. oh my i want him to talk He's so vocal. Yeah, he is. He's fucking loud. Very. He's one, he's one of those cats where if he thinks he's alone in the house. Yeah. His meow is like. <laughs> and it's like, it sounds like he's dying and, and screaming from the mountaintop. It does. And then I come up and I'm like, Leo. And he's like. <laughs> Seriously, people, like, we're not exaggerating when we say it sounds like he's dying. It does. When I first started coming over here, I was like, is your cat okay? Yeah, everyone asked me Because, yeah, it seriously sounds like he's dying. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking loud. Yeah. His meows are very distinct. Like, yes. I can tell when he's in distress. I can tell when he's just being silly. I can tell if he has something in his mouth. Yeah. Like a toy or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, his meows are pretty funny. But that that made me laugh so hard that day where he was just, meow, and I was like, <laughs> I came up, Leo, and he's like, meow. <laughs> and I was like, that's not what you sounded like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> right? That's funny. That's the same number I was thinking. Yeah. Get out of my head. Yeah. No. <laughs> no yeah no <laughs> anyway anyways <laughs> enough about dog farts <laughs> that's enough 
<laughs> oh my. Okay, so <laughs> we did want to give a shout out to yes. some of our favorite podcasts. And YouTube channels. And YouTube. Yes. Okay. So favorite podcasts and YouTube channels. So my favorite, 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 favorite. And it took me forever to get Chantal to listen to it. <laughs> and then when she finally did, she fell in love with it. It's My Favorite Murder with Karen and Georgia. They are fucking amazeballs. I love them so much. And for short, it's MFM. My second one is Canadian True Crime. And it's obviously canadian true crime stories <laughs> if the if the title didn't no clarify <laughs> you know sometimes you got to repeat yourself because people aren't listening so it's about canadian true crime <laughs> and the woman is phenomenal she is australian but has lived in canada for the last 10 15 years i can't remember exactly love her storytelling and then gruesome horrific true crime is the other one that i absolutely love listening to there are others but these are my three kind of top favorites they're all fantastic they're all women actually now that i think of it love it so girl power fuck yeah love all all of you guys and then i know you had you know a few you wanted to shout out to yes so definitely for my favorite murder georgia and karen are fantastic Thank you, Diana. Yes, thank you, Diana. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you brought that up just so you could take credit for it. Totally. You're hilarious. <laughs> oh, you're so cheeky. I know. <laughs> um, actually, recently I was taking inventory at work and reorganizing our pantry because it was a disaster. And uh, I listened to My Favorite Murder okay. th- both days that I did it. Okay. I had her, their podcast rolling the whole time. It's great. It is great. And at certain points, I was laughing so hard in that pantry. And I'm sure my coworkers could hear me in the office. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they could hear my podcast, but I kept it quiet. Like, loud yeah. enough for me to hear it comfortably. Also, because my hearing is shit. Yeah. So, loud enough for me to hear it. But not loud enough that it was going to disturb everybody else. But, yeah, I had it rolling. And, yeah, there were times where I was laughing my ass off. And then just, yeah. And then it was great. It was wonderful to listen to it. I'm so glad that you've introduced me to my favorite murder because it's, it's so wonderful. Multiple times. Yes. Multiple times. Yes. <laughs> I had to throw that in there too. <laughs> You're welcome. It's okay. As you rolled your eyeballs in together. What's that called? I could see my brain. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. She, what's what what? You were doing the like putting your eyes together. Cross-eyed? Cross-eyed. That's fuck. <laughs> Cro- you were going cross-eyed. Yeah. I've heard that I do that when I roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. I've been told I go cross-eyed when I do it, which is yeah. pretty funny because I don't know that I'm doing it. Huh. It doesn't hurt your brain. Like anytime I won't do. I won't. Everything hurts my brain. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I won't, I won't do the cross side because I can, but it actually hurts. Like it, it does strain. It strains your eyeballs. Yeah, it yeah. hurts. So I won't do it. Yeah. That's why I was like, that didn't hurt you doing that. It's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely not pleasant. Like, yeah, you like, yeah, you feel it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel good. No, not really. No, no. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah. MFM. MFM. So also Emma Kenny, she is amazing. She runs a podcast, True Crime, and she also has a YouTube channel. She is extremely informative and very, very well educated. Uh, I believe she has a background in either being a therapist or psychology or mm-hmm. well, both probably. Yeah. If she's a therapist, she would have a background in psychology, mm-hmm. kind of part and parcel. But she's very knowledgeable. She's incredible. She's beautiful. And just wonderful. I highly recommend her. Listen to her stuff. And I'm a very visual person, so 
nothing and it's funny because we run a podcast yeah <laughs> but it's nothing against anybody who runs podcasts but i prefer to almost watch youtube channels yeah even though and it's funny because i don't always have the time to sit and watch it yeah but i'll like i'll be doing dishes and i'll have it on my phone and mm-hmm. like on the screen but i'm not always necessarily watching it but there's something about like the visual distraction for me too well and being able to look up and see. seeing it yeah. yeah well we've talked about doing that but the editing will be bullshit. Oh my god. <laughs> That's yeah. my only thing is honestly we we can or we can do special like episodes just for yeah or like we have a patreon yeah that's what i yeah, mean for sure so we can do that kind of stuff because yeah. the editing is going to be bullshit it would be bullshit <laughs> that's a whole new level of editing oh i am not ready for that <laughs> neither am i Fuck i'm that. still trying to get through the grief of doing audio editing yes yeah i am not ready for that but eventually <laughs> yeah we will <laughs> eventually we will for sure so yeah once we get our patreon set up and stuff like that we can mm-hmm. have those like bonus yeah. You know, YouTube videos, and then you guys can see how sexy we are. <laughs> you can see me ugly laugh like a hyena. And me too. I ugly laugh a lot. <laughs> I ugly cry. I ugly laugh. It just feels better <laughs> when you just let it all go. <laughs> it's more genuine, I think. I think so. It's way more authentic. <laughs> just And then it makes other people laugh because they're like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your face. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah Emma Kenny is incredible also Bailey Sarian I'm sure a lot of you folks are very familiar with Bailey Sarian she's extremely well known in the podcast community and YouTube channel community I would like to think I would say that she's one of the OG's who helped pave this way mm-hmm. for people. She's amazing she runs Murder Mystery Makeup Mondays and Dark History She's incredible with makeup and stuff. So she was definitely an inspiration for me to start this up with Diana. She was also an inspiration to me and continues to be to remind myself to be authentic because she's very authentic herself. So she reminds me of that, especially when I start to get almost like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I get that a lot, imposter syndrome or the hang up. Like I have a complex of thinking like I think my voice is really annoying to listen to. Yeah. So I have a hard time going through that and, you know, reminding myself that's probably not what our listeners think. Yeah. I listen to you all the time. I know. I'm sorry. No, don't be because (laughs) my voice is garbage. I'm sorry. No, it's not. I used to feel the same way. Funny enough, I I thought for sure I was going to feel like you're feeling right now for longer. I actually kind of like listening to myself on the podcast now, which is bizarre because I've always hated my voice. You do not sound as annoying as or annoying at all. (laughs) (laughs) Watch what you say as you think you sound. But I get I get it. And it's just one of those things that you'll eventually hopefully get over. I hope so. But it's and that's when the editing helps, because the more you're listening to it, the more normal it becomes. But it hasn't been. For you. It has for me. So I'm yeah, hoping. Yeah, I'm glad it, it has. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it will for you as well. I hope so too. Because I listen to you all the time and you're not annoying at all. I used to feel the same way. I was like, holy crap, this is what Chantal has to listen to all the time. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> and yeah, I don't feel that way about your voice either at there all. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's all in our heads, man. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I appreciate all the. You know, the people who have already paved the way for this, reminding me that it's okay to be authentic and Mm -hmm. that I don't sound annoying, even though my brain is like, yes, you do. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The brain could be great, but it's like, it sabotages us a lot too. Yes, it does. 
Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. For sure. So my other inspiration that, okay, I love, you know, I talk about them all the time. I think you brought it up on one of our episodes already. Did I? I Probably. I'm pretty sure you did. I wouldn't be surprised. I think you did, but go ahead please they they deserve all of the credit like, they not, do like they deserve credit i should say yes for sure for sure all the credit that's due to them yes yes yeah fundy fridays yeah absolutely amazing jen and james yeah. incredible i hope so much one day that we can connect with them yeah just as much as i know because you love my favorite murder so much that i know how much it means to you to be able to connect with george and karen one day yeah right and absolutely i agree but i i know that it's different for you right and mm-hmm. it's kind of like that with me with fundy friday yeah. it's just yeah yeah it's it's just one of those things right that yeah so they're incredible they dismantle and pick apart christian fundamentalism specifically in the united states and uh, how it's seeped into politics and it literally controls america controls american politics the corruption is on such a higher level than I think people actually understand. Higher than I ever understood until I started watching them. Hmm. And it came up in my algorithm, which isn't surprising. No, not at all. Not at all. But it came up in my algorithm one day and I was like, okay, well, I'll put this on. I fucking fell in love after the first episode. Hmm. I was like, who is this chick? This is the <laughs> shit. And she's so funny. Jen is so funny and she's so sarcastic. And James is great. They're both very well-educated people. James was a social worker. Mm-hmm. And he somewhat recently quit to do these episodes with Jen full-time. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. And, like, their Patreon is just rocking it. They're doing incredible. Like, they're living the dream, man. They're living the fucking dream. They have over 100,000 subscribers. They're doing outstanding. I love your guys' content. I hope you guys listen to our podcast at some point. And Jen runs a podcast with her best friend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I only heard one episode from them, but it was amazing. It is called Smelly Cats. (laughs) (laughs) Diana just choked on her wine. I was not expecting that. (laughs) I hope people can hear you snort and joke. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Smelly Cats. Holy shit. I'm writing it down. Smelly Cats. I am writing it down because I'm like, God damn it. Just because of that, I need to listen to it. The one episode that I listened to was fantastic. Oh, fuck. It was so great. And they sounded like two best friends. Like, you and I sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so great. That's awesome. So those are my inspirations. There you go. Yeah. Well, shout out to all of you guys. Yes. Thank you so much for firing us, I guess. Yeah, right? for yeah. sure. And I still listen to them, like, every day. Yeah, me too. And I, I do. I re-listen to shit. Oh, my God. All the too. time, too. Yep. I absolutely love it. So. I I replay our episodes. So do I. Yeah, right? <laughs> I listen to our shit all the time, too. Well, it helps us improve, too. Yep, for sure. We would love to collaborate with these people someday. That would be amazing. We will have our own merch. Oh, for we've sure. Because we some pretty funny ideas. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to start doing that. Oh, my God, me, too. It's going to be so great. Me too. There's so many. I'm like, I would totally wear that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And like, not even just shirts too, but like even on like tumblers and stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Anything anything like that. Yeah. It's great. It is. It's great. (sighs) It totally is. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So you went first last week, right? Yes. You go first. Yeah. So I'm going to go first. So my story is long. It was like longer than it is now. I had to cut out (laughs) three pages. (laughs) It was nine pages, y'all. I was... Nine. It, it's a... Uh, there's a lot of detail. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> that was like that one story that I'm saving that we've talked about yeah, tonight. Yeah. Seven and a half pages. Yeah, That was exactly. my longest one. Exactly. Yeah. 
So my sources are findagrave.com. Nice. Yeah. Wikipedia. Musingsofabirthmom.com. WWMT.com and heavy.com. Triggers are rape, assault, child abuse, and murder. So my story is about Andrea Bowman, who was born Alexis Miranda Badger on June 23rd of 1974 in New Orleans, Louisiana, to Kathy Turkanian. I hope I said that right. Turkanian. That's an interesting last name. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to take you back to before Andrea's birth. So her mom, birth mom, Kathy, didn't have a great childhood. So her mother, Shirley, had six kids with three different men, and they grew up in poverty. Kathy's stepdad was in the Navy, and the family moved around a lot. At the age of 10, Kathy was molested by the husband of one of her mother's friends. When she was 12, she was raped by a teenager. Kathy ran away to Memphis, Tennessee when she was 14. She then moved to New Orleans. Here, she met 19-year-old Randy Badger, and they started dating. Kathy and Randy got married in South Carolina and were married less than a year when she found out that she was pregnant with his baby. When Kathy gave birth to her daughter, Alexis, she was only 17, so she was still very young. Yeah. Randy was a sack of shit and preferred to be cheating on Kathy. Just he'd rather be fucking other women and really didn't give a shit about his family. Sounds about right. Yep. He had zero interest in his marriage or uh, the daughter he just had. So at this point, Kathy decided to leave his ass and move back in with her mom, Shirley. She wasn't happy about this, but didn't see any other options. I mean, 17. Yeah. (laughs) Not working. No money. Back in with mommy. When was she born? Sorry. I feel like I missed that. 1974. 74. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Shirley was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and wasn't able to help Kathy with her newborn. Shirley did contact an organization called Catholic Charities, and they decided that the best option was for Alexis to be put up for adoption. She was only five months old. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. Neither can I. I can't even imagine the anguish that parents go through doing that. I can't at all. So Kathy obviously did it with the hopes that her daughter would have a better life. So after she gave up her little girl, Kathy moved out again. Kathy wasn't aware that Alexis had ended up in Virginia's Department of Social Services and that she had spent some time in foster care. So when Alexis was 21 months old, Brenda and Dennis Bowman, a family from Michigan, had adopted her and changed her name to Andrea. When Andrea was in middle school, she got on her school bus and people noticed that her wrists were bleeding. There were rumors that she had tried to commit suicide, that her parents kicked her out and she was just trying to get back in, so broke some glass and shit. And that both Dennis and Brenda, her adopted parents, were abusing her. At this time, she did not know she was adopted. It was the 80s, so no one did anything. In 1988, Andrea started high school and she was 14. She had told some teachers that she did not want to go home because her father, Dennis, was sexually assaulting her. They called a social worker and that social worker paid a visit to the Bowman home. So Brenda and Dennis, her adopted parents, said that Andrea was lying about being sexually assaulted and only started this lie because she had just found out that she was adopted. On March 11th of 1989, Dennis reported Andrea missing. 
He told police that he came home from work and noticed $100 missing from his dresser. He also mentioned that she had run away once before to a friend's house. Andrea was listed as an endangered runaway, which meant that she was a missing child under the age of 18. Shortly after her disappearance, Dennis and Brenda moved into a mobile home in Hamilton, Michigan. Dennis didn't want to deal with the police anymore at this point, so his wife Brenda eventually took over and dealt with them on the details of Andrea's file. She also told the police and corrected them that $150 went missing that day, not 100 Police issued an arrest warrant for Andrea for the theft with Dennis listed as the victim. <clears throat> so Brenda told police that people were claiming to have seen Andrea around town and that she was pregnant. Nothing came from these claims. Years went by with no new news about Andrea's whereabouts. Her disappearance got national attention when she was featured in a music video. I'm not sure if you or anybody listening remembers Soul Asylum. No. <gasps> okay. <laughs> they were a big band from the 1980s. In 1993, they won a Grammy for their best rock song called Runaway Train. I'm sure I've heard that. The title sounds very familiar. I was about to start singing, but I am going to save you all from, from <laughs> listening to that. It was... Um, it's an amazing video. You have to watch it. I it's, will. I'm sure I've heard the song. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Because, the, yeah, the song is amazing. So the video was featured on MTV and a bunch of other music channels. And the video showed names and images of missing children. Wow. Yeah. The music video resulted in some of those missing children being found. That's incredible. Like, look at my goosebumps. Yeah, I can't see. I'm too blind. Oh, but right. that's incredible. I forget you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> But I believe it. <laughs> a lot of those children came home, which is phenomenal. But Andrea was not one of them, and she remained a missing person. Kathy tried reaching out to her daughter, but had zero luck. Uh, she found out that Andrea went missing in 1989. Police found a body in Wisconsin, and they needed Kathy's DNA in 2013 to see if it was Andrea's body. But the DNA didn't match. The body was later identified as Peggy Johnson. Kathy reached out to a retired detective who was familiar with her daughter's case, and he pointed her towards Dennis Bowman, so the adopted father. Mm -hmm. This detective also felt that police had messed up so much on Andrea's case. Kathy filed a Freedom of Information Act request for Dennis's records, and she learned that he had a history of violence against women. She had a gut feeling that he was the killer and that she wasn't just a runaway. On May 23rd of 1980, a 19-year-old woman was riding her bike just north of Holland, Michigan, and a man on a motorcycle pulled up in front of her and forced her to stop. He told her to get off her bike and follow him into the woods. She refused, and she stayed on her bike. He pulled out a gun and fired a warning shot. She stood her ground and still refused. So he fired a second warning shot near her feet with the warning that the next shot wouldn't miss. A car drove by and distracted him. And this gave her the window she needed to get away. So she did. He didn't follow her. She stopped a pickup truck on the road. She tossed her bike in the truck's bed and jumped in. <laughs> wow. She was like, get me out of this brave place. Brave girl. Right? That's bravery. You know, as I was writing that, I'll honestly... Holy fuck. I honestly was thinking... <laughs> 
what if she just jumped into another like a serial killer scar <laughs> could you imagine i honestly was thinking that as i was writing that i was like holy crap what if she had just jumped into a serial killer's vehicle i mean shittiest luck it would have been the shittiest luck for sure <laughs> sorry anyway when she got home, she told her parents what happened, and they called the police. She provided them with a description of the man and his motorcycle. Police found the suspect before the end of the day, and the young woman confirmed that it was him, and it was, in fact, Dennis Bowman. Yeah. Yep. The case went on for over a year. At one of the earlier hearings, Dennis didn't show up. His lawyer told the court that he was a military man, and he was on a mandatory two-week assignment. They did charge Dennis with assault with intent to murder, but with his confession, they brought it down to assault with intent to commit a sexual crime. Quote from Dennis, I told her to go into the woods with the intent of having forced sexual relations with her. End quote. Dennis was sentenced in 1981 to five to 10 years in prison. Part of that sentence was that he was required to attend counseling. He tried to appeal this decision, but he was denied. The judge said the psychologist indicated that Dennis fit the clinical description of a rapist and concluded he was a danger to women. Leo, you got I agree. something to say? I agree, Leo. Yeah. He's like, fuck this shit. Yeah, right? Fuck Dennis. Yeah, fuck Dennis. <laughs> So Andrea was six years old at the time of this attempted assault. Brenda stood by her husband's side, regardless of his crime. He only did five years in prison and he was released in 1986. Kathy's request also revealed a second crime in 1998. One of Dennis's former coworkers, 28 year old Vicky had experienced 15 to 20 break-ins over a two month period. Her windows and doors were broken. And the bottom two slats of her bedroom uh, blinds were cut. Hmm. So probably so a pervert can peep into her room. Like she wouldn't fucking notice. I mean, if you're going to be like that, cut them all. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? There we go. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it too. Hold on. Did you ever do this as a kid? <laughs> Not really. It's uncomfortable with eyelashes. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, where was I? <laughs> I started out like this. And then... Like the baby Tom. And then I was like... Whew. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture this asshole standing out her bedroom window doing the the peeping eyeballs. Okay, we're going to have to post a picture of us doing this. Yes. So they know what we're talking about. <laughs> You'll know what we mean by our peeping eyeballs. Our, our <coughs> attempt at looking like this fucking pervert. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Okay. The police did install a silent alarm and it went off one day. The police caught Dennis walking out of Vicky's home. He told the officer that he was a friend and was staying with her. The officer believed him, of course, and let him go. Of course. <laughs> fucking idiot. They called Vicky, and she told him that Dennis was lying. She never liked the guy. She always thought he was fucking creepy. So police approached Dennis about what she had said, and he changed his story. He said that he had to use the washroom, and that's why he was there. So he randomly just walks into someone's house that doesn't like him. Right. To use their washroom. Because that's logical. That makes even more sense. Absolutely. And the cops are like, bravo, buddy. Yeah. You're an inspiration to everybody. Yeah. Well, they didn't believe his story this time. 
They believed it the first time. Oh, okay. They didn't believe it this time. So they didn't believe the bathroom story? They believed... They did not believe the bathroom Okay, story. they didn't they believe believed it. Okay. that he was a friend that was staying there. Yeah. But this, you know, she had just told them, he's creepy as fuck. I don't like, I've never liked him. So why would he be using her washroom? <laughs> so Dennis wanted them to believe that he was innocent and gave them permission to search his property. They came across a black duffel bag that had women's lingerie in it. And some of it belonged to Vicky. So every time he broke in. He was taking some of her shit. Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. They also found a black sweatshirt, a mask, a short-barreled shotgun in that same bag. Dennis pleaded guilty to one count of breaking and entering. That's it. Before sentencing Dennis, his lawyer gave the judge several letters on Dennis's behalf. They were from members of his church, his boss, the principal at his daughter's school, a counselor of his sex offenders treatment program, and a letter from his wife who was still supporting him and defending him. He even wrote a letter himself saying, quote, sometimes we don't realize a problem until we confront it face to face, end quote. Bowman said he was happily married for 28 years and that he had two daughters, a 25-year-old and an 11-year-old. He felt that being a parent was one of the most important things a person can undertake. Dennis did forget to mention that his 25-year-old daughter had disappeared in 1989. Oh, how convenient. Yep. I couldn't find anything on that. Nothing. There is nothing. Like, it is... That family is kept away from the media so hard. Yeah. And I'm kind of impressed. There is nothing. They must have changed their names and shit. Because there's really not a lot of information. But yeah, his 25-year-old daughter went missing. And <clears throat> that's that. That's all I know. I, I searched for three days trying to dig up dirt but if i ever do we should do an episode where like all the all the stuff oh, we've yeah. talked about like all the new shit <clears throat> we've learned <laughs> and we should yeah. refer it to you know episode whatever this is what was missing from this we story. totally anyway, should, do we that. should do that we talked about that when we were watching allison yes because i was even like there's shit in here that i never even knew and i've known about that story for years yeah yeah and i was like what it, what? Was, an, it what? was an eye-opener for sure yeah. to watch that coming from her too <clears throat> yeah straight from the horse's mouth mm-hmm. so Dennis was sentenced to one year in prison with five years probation and was ordered to pay Vicky for any damages he caused to her home. Kathy continued digging into Dennis's past and learned that there were other allegations against him, but no charges had ever been laid. In September of 1989, he allegedly sexually assaulted a six-year-old girl near Holland, Michigan. This was where he had worked back then. A find Andrea page was created on Facebook and the former six-year-old victim, now an adult, stumbled upon this page. She had messaged the page administrators to tell them her story. So in 1989, she was walking to her friend's house when a man pulled over and promised to show her his puppies. He told her that her mom knew about it and that she was okay with her going with him. She's six. So she got in and he drove away. He took her into the bush, ripped off her sweater, and tied it around her mouth. He removed her clothes and tied her hands with some rope. He unzipped his pants and stopped when he heard a dog barking nearby. He ran away and just left her there. Too bad the dog didn't fucking bite his dick off. That would have been amazing. That would have been great. Oh my god. I just... Being a mom of little girls? Yep. Can't. Those little girls are mine too, if anyone fucking touches them. Let's not go there, because it's not going to happen. 
we're gonna teach them not to get into fucking vehicles when they pro- promise them to look at puppies and shit. Oh yeah, I had to have the talk so yep. many times when Josh was little. Yeah, I've talked to Cecily about it too. Yeah, and you have to continue. Like I had to do it uh, with Josh so much, and he couldn't understand why. Like, what do you mean people are bad? Like he couldn't understand that, and I just had yeah. It was a horrible discussion to have, but it was a For much sure. needed. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah, so I had to repeat it to him so many times. Mm-hmm. Like anyway, so. it's so important to do things like that. Yeah, it'll save your or it could save your kids. It could from being victims of this. Yeah, it's just like teaching kids proper. Uh, names of of our bodies totally you know like all the words that even adults are like oh don't say vagina yeah don't say penis but teaching our kids to use those words yeah and that it is completely appropriate mm-hmm. it's actually been proven that that can help minimize children being sexual victims oh shit okay. sex crime victims and okay. it, they're more likely to come forward too if they are yeah okay this is totally not related i mean sort of but i watched a video too actually in the last week so all the dummies are coming up. One was a woman that was videotaping her husband and he didn't realize that we peed out of a different hole. I seen that. Okay. I saw that and I was just like, wow. Then there was another one <laughs> where it was two guys and their two <clears throat> girlfriends were up in a cottage or something, whatever. And they like, she was laughing so hard. She's like, I just peed myself. He's like, how could you pee with a tampon in? <laughs> and they all just kind of paused, even the other guy. And they're looking at him and he's like, how can you pee with your tampon in and they're all like that's not where the pee hole is he's like yeah it is like and he's just like brush like you guys are just fucking with me like that's how little some guys know or oh, some yeah. people know even oh, women yeah. not just guys yeah even women know even so women. little about our vaginas yeah because it's not something you you talk about or no. in detail so anyway those videos were hilarious but at the same time fucking sad it is sad because it just goes to to show mm-hmm. how little people actually know yeah a lot of people don't even know what that pee hole is called a urethra i know a lot of people have no, no. idea and, and when I'm, you say it they're like oh, yeah what's what, a urethra what is, what's that I'm like Again, very funny, but at the same time, very sad that it these is. dudes did, grown-ass men, did not realize that we peed out of a different part of our body. And that we can actually pee with the tampon in. We can. Oh, I know. Sorry, that makes me laugh. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yep. Wow. I mean, did he know where to put it? Like, the first time they had sex? Probably <laughs> not. Probably doesn't know where the fucking clit is either. No. No. I bet you <laughs> no. he doesn't. No. And that's horrible. Because that's... Like the outside of the urethra. That's horrible. I know. Okay. Anyway, so too bad the dog didn't bite his dick off. Yes, it's too the bad. The last thing I said. So yeah. the six year old walked back to the road naked, poor thing, and got help from someone driving by. So the police interviewed her and they were able to create a, a composite statue. <laughs> you and words, hey? Words. <laughs> a composite sketch. Okay, I'm just going to. The police. Okay. The police interviewed her and created a composite sketch of the man and his vehicle. They never found him. There were lots of similar incidents in that area, and Kathy's gut was telling her that Dennis was a serial predator. So she continued to dig into his past. Kathy hired a private investigator that followed Dennis around. She even ran into Brenda and her daughter, her youngest daughter, mm-hmm. at a, a missing persons conference. Kathy would sit outside Dennis's house and watch them from her vehicle. She even noticed on Google Maps that there was a concrete slab on their property, and she thought, my daughter is buried under there. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
In November of 2016, Kathy received a call from authorities letting her know that they had taken Dennis into custody, but that it was not related to Andrea. They just wanted her to be aware. Dennis was uh, being arrested for the murder of 25-year-old Kathleen Doyle, Mm -hmm. which occurred on September 11th of 1980. He murdered Kathleen around the time he was standing trial for the attempted assault of that 19-year-old girl on her bike. Wow. So while he was supposedly on that two-week mandatory military absence, he was murdering this girl. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Kathleen was found naked and gagged. She was raped, strangled with a cord, and had a stab wound in her chest. Kathleen grew up in a Navy family, and her husband was also in the Navy as a pilot. They had only been married for nine months at the time of her murder. Her husband had been deployed, so she lived alone with her cat when he wasn't home. So they didn't have any kids. Her friend was the unfortunate person to find her body in her bedroom. So... This was the second woman to be murdered while her Navy husband was uh, on deployment. And the other victim's name was Susan Woodruff. She was found strangled in her bathtub. In 2018, Virginia detective sent DNA from Kathleen's bedspread to a lab and the DNA matched Dennis. So Virginia police worked with Michigan police to find him and arrest him. The Bowmans wanted to file a police report against Kathy, saying that she was harassing them and that she was slandering them on the internet. Investigators took this opportunity and offered Dennis a bottle of water. They took that bottle and got his DNA from it. What a dumbass. Yep. Dennis confessed to breaking into Kathleen Doyle's house when he was drunk and had intended to just rob her. He didn't expect anybody to be home. When questioned, he didn't deny that he assaulted and stabbed her and said that she was alive when he left her house. So he didn't deny it. Not that it makes it better. On February 9th of 2020, they extradited Dennis to Virginia to face the charges of murdering Kathleen Doyle. Later that month, this sad sack of shit finally confessed to hiding the body of his 14-year-old adopted daughter, Andrea Bowman. Dennis stated in a confession letter dated November 7th of 2019, quote, I have confessed to the death of Andrea, I myself and no one else. In an argument with her, I struck her, which made her stagger backwards and fall headfirst down a steep staircase in the house we rented between Holland and Hamilton. Fearing more prison time and losing my loved ones, I hid the body and then disposed of it days later. I have kept it to myself these many years so I could live with Brenda and watch Vanessa grow into a a successful young lady. Is your tongue okay? I don't know what's wrong with me. We're cutting that out because I can't do that every episode. (sighs) I have kept it to myself these many years so I could live with Brenda and watch Vanessa grow into a successful young lady. Please, with all love, I ask you to support Brenda because I have caused her hurt and left her desolate, end quote. Dennis called his wife of 50 years from jail and told her that he was responsible for Andrea's death and told her where she was buried. Brenda then called police and told them where they could find her remains. On February 22nd of 2021, Brenda testified saying, quote, Andrea confided she had been molested by her father when she was 12 and 14. She told me one morning that her dad molested her and I told her that's a lie and you know it, end quote. 
In March of 2020, Kathy provided a DNA sample that confirmed the remains they dug up belonged to Andrea Bowman. On May 15th of 2020, Dennis was charged with the murder of Andrea. His charges were murder, felony murder, first-degree child abuse, and mutilation of a body. In June, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to two life terms for the murder of Kathleen Doyle. On December 22nd of 2021, he pleaded no con no contest, no contest. I can never say this. no contest. He pleaded no contest to second degree. <sighs> He pleaded no contest to second-degree murder in the death of 14-year-old Andrea. State sentencing guidelines would have given Dennis a life sentence for the murder of Andrea. The judge said it would have made him eligible for parole in 15 years. Noting this was an especially heinous crime, the judge went beyond those guidelines. Quote, Mr. Bowman is not safe to be in our community. His numerous assaults, his behavior in this case, other convictions all indicate Mr. Bowman is a serious, dangerous man that has harmed many communities and many families. It's impossible even to articulate the words to describe what he has done. Reading what he has done is sickening, end quote. He was sentenced to an additional 35 to 50 years in prison for Andrea's murder. So he's never getting out. He's never getting out. He's like 70 now. Okay. Uh, 72 or something like that. Yeah. So it pissed me off when he said, well, I didn't want anyone to know because I wanted to live with my wife and watch my daughter grow. And that's probably why you can't find anything about them online. They don't want to be associated with him. And if it wasn't for her adopted mother, uh, sorry, her birth mother, like digging and bringing all this shit to light, who knows if he would have ever been found. And how many more victims would he have? Yeah. So he was definitely a piece of shit. And a lot of women were hurt and affected by him. And families, not just the women. Those families, too. Holy. That was brutal. That was a long one, I know. But, like, there was so much... Like I said, I cut out so much information. Mm -hmm. I get it. But... I, yeah, I needed to, like, list all of everything off. Yeah. So if it's very bullet point in some areas, it was because mm -hmm. I needed to just kind of get that, that those facts out. Yeah, no, <laughs> so. I get it for sure. All right. I want to punch him in the face. I second that. Sounds like a complete toilet. He is a complete toilet. <laughs> with the shit smeared everywhere. Yeah. those disgusting toilets and, you know, Ugh, with like public the... that you don't want to sit on. Oh, I hate using public toilets. Yeah. I ah. hate it. I'm okay with it, but like when it's like the porta potty kind of thing. Yeah, he's a porta potty. He's not a toilet. <laughs> he's a porta potty. <laughs> Episode title idea. Yep. <laughs> right? I'm typing it out too. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Yep. That's what he is, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's even funnier to see it typed out. He's a porta potty. Yep. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Okay, so, cite my sources. Scariestthing.com, Wonderland of the Weird, which is actually a YouTube channel. Hmm. Odessa-journal.com, and I titled my story, Accidents Happen. Trigger warning, you're going to probably get a kick out of this one. I had no idea how to word this. Getting lost <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like in a really bad situation. All like right. in a bad way getting lost. Okay. <laughs> uh, psychological torture and anguish. Okay. And death. Anyone familiar with catacombs? Yes. 
<gasps> I'm fascinated so by them. So am I. Fucking fascinated with the catacombs. So am I. Oh, well, and my next sentence, well, I'm fascinated with them. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Right? They're amazing. I know. Uh, so I'm fascinated with them and a mystery that has surrounded the Odessa catacombs of Ukraine. Okay. This isn't a murder story, although I do mention briefly a murder that uh, happened. Um, so, but this isn't a murder story for me for this episode. It is an unsolved mystery of someone who may or may not have died in the Odessa catacombs in 2005. Okay. And just some general information on them too. The Odessa catacombs in Ukraine date back to the 1800s. And to say it is massive is an understatement to the extent of 2,500. I feel like I said 20. 25. <laughs> it was 20. It was, you did do that. <laughs> 2,500. Our tongues don't work. Yep. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so the Odessa catacombs in Ukraine date back to the 1800s, and to say it is massive is an understatement. To the extent of 2,500 kilometers, or 1,600 miles for our American friends, and this distance is roughly the width of the United States. Holy moly. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. I know. I'm just like... I'll give you a second to wrap your arms around that one. Jesus. Okay. Right? Wow. Okay. I know. The catacombs are an underground network of passages that was originally purposed as a stone mine. After that, it became abandoned. The passages were then used to smuggle illegal goods during wartime and was even used as a bomb shelter during the Cold War. The catacombs in Odessa, much like in Paris, are also home to millions of human bones and bones belonging to 46 prehistoric species of animals. Oh my God, that's amazing. I know. Those bones and stuff were some of the 50,000 items <clears throat> that have been excavated from the catacombs. So basically now, all that will be found are human bones, abandoned mining equipment, a few small ponds, and a lot of graffiti. But there are stories surrounding catacombs that something lives down in them. It's obviously just spooky stories. Oh, I've seen so many movies about oh. catacombs and like yeah, like, I love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a it. perfect. It's the it's it's the perfect storm. It's the perfect setting for horror movie. Totally, it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> I actually seen a meme once, and it was a picture of uh, one of the like one of the long halls in the in the catacombs, and the the caption on it was basically like as if the catacombs could not be fucking scary enough. <laughs> somebody built like a fake person coming out of the wall. <laughs> Could you imagine? Are you serious? Coming around the corner to the... I would shit myself. That's probably, like, to scare, like, intruders or whatever, but, like, holy crap. I would shit myself. I would, too. Right? And as if it's not scary enough down there. I've seen like, enough horror movies that that would, like, it could happen. Who knows? Right? Something might come out of a fucking rock wall. I don't know. Maybe. I've seen way too many horror movies. <laughs> You've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, these are obviously just spooky stories, but it's interesting nonetheless. Uh, there is one story in particular that has always fascinated me about the Odessa catacombs in particular. There's a story about a girl named Masha, or Mashenka, who was a student visiting Odessa on New Year's Eve in 2005 with her friends, and they partied down in the catacombs. But Masha got separated from her friends. People have speculated that she wandered off drunk and got lost. Others have said that her friends ditched her and left her there to ultimately die. And there's a saying that's used in regards to exploring the catacombs. This isn't like, I quoted it, but this isn't like bang on how you say it. But this is in a nutshell. If you get lost or your light goes out down there, you stay down there. Hmm. You're done. 
Yeah. Uh, you will die down there between the freezing cold, the pitch black darkness and the depth. Um, it's truly chilling to think about how easily it can be a death sentence to explore those labyrinths. Yep. Like yep. it's crazy. It, the, the phenomenon of all of it just blows my mind. Totally. Most catacombs are approximately 65 to 150 feet below the surface. Some even reaching 300 feet below the city and 60 meters below sea level. Hmm. So you can imagine how fucking cold it is down there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine the level of fear a human would feel to be down there and dealing with a dying flashlight. Fear that we couldn't even wrap our heads around even if we tried. Yeah. That, because you know you're going to die. Oh, yeah. You're never getting out. Ugh. Unless by some fucking miracle somebody else comes down and comes across you. You're done. Yep. You're, you would never find your way out. And I feel like probably every single person would panic and run. Either yeah. that or just curl up into a ball and sob. I would probably curl up into a ball and sob. Yeah. Like, that would be me, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Because what else are you going to do? It's either that or run. Those are literally your two options. Run into fucking walls because yeah. you can't see where you're going. Exactly. You're just going to run into a wall. Or into something. Like, yeah. Ugh. Exactly. And it's also with catacombs. I mentioned it later on, but <clears throat> it's not all just hallways either. No, I know. That's why I was like... Exactly. They could, like, fall into <clears throat> a pit or something. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, some people even say that Masha never existed at all. Whatever the case, if she was a real person, Masha did die down there. There was a time when I did research on Masha and there was a bunch of information on her relating to her death at the catacombs and that her body remains down there. Now that information is nowhere to be found on the web. I've seen pictures of a dead decomposing human in the catacombs like in Odessa and other young men found this corpse as well. Some people say the photos are fake. I highly disagree with them. They do not look faked or staged at all. I'd like to think that Masha is a real person who, under mysterious circumstances, died down in Odessa due to hypothermia and dehydration. And that's apparently how she would have died. Mm-hmm. Especially being alone. I've read that police commented on how they refused to go retrieve her body, but counter evidence suggests that no one has ever known this Masha woman no authorities or civilians. Mm-hmm. Apparently no family has ever reached out or anything. Mm-hmm. And this is actually very recent light, the recent information that is sur- surfacing saying that this whole story is fake. Oh, okay. Yeah. But everybody has been led to believe that this was real events for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. And again, the, I mean, f- you know, the pictures that I have seen of the, this specific decomposing body, of course it may not actually be her. But I, I don't think this picture is faked. It, it looks completely legitimate. All right, I can't wait to see it. This whole Masha case has been a fascinating mystery to me for years. Same as the catacombs. They're quite the phenomenon themselves and outrageously massive. There are tunnels that are so small a person can barely fit through them. They're like beaver slides. Yeah. Little beaver slides are ridiculous. Yeah. As a tourist, you can go on tours through parts of them that are obviously marked off. And even though it's not illegal to go deeper into the catacombs, civilians aren't allowed to go past the barriers. Okay. But people do, of course. Well, that's why they die down there. Exactly. Right. (laughs) And many people should not. Uh, There are catacomb expert explorers, though, and even they will only go so far before they punk out. It's staggering to think it's the width of the United States. That's nuts. I know. There was, um, there's been a lot of suicides down there as well. The catacombs is a hot spot for suicides. And then there was a murder. I believe it happened. Either the body was found in 2011 
or the murder happened in 2011 and then somebody was charged in 2015 but it was very it's very briefly mentioned okay and i couldn't find a whole lot of information some guy that's what it was lured this girl i think it was his girlfriend he and he was arguing with her and he lured into or into her lured her see now now it's me now i'm doing it <laughs> He lured her into the catacombs and uh, eventually killed her with an axe and then threw the axe into one of the ponds because there's small ponds down there too. Yeah. Um, and so there was that. And then um, there was also a man who was found down there dead and he was almost a, completely a skeleton. Huh. So they estimated that he was between 40 and 60 years old. Okay. And uh, so that was on another occasion. So a lot of this stuff is glossed over too. Yeah. So, but it just, yeah, the catacombs are crazy. So that's, that's pretty much my story. So there you have it, guys. Some information on really cool historical architectural work. Yeah. And a mysterious slash tragic event that may or may not have happened, <laughs> including other tragedies that have taken place down there. Ask yourselves and others, would you go down in the catacombs? It's one of those things where you're like, you want to go. I would go. I know, but it would. I, I would bring like flashlights, oh, batteries. I'd bring and fuck that. Like if those give out, those glow sticks. Yeah, I'd have like I would carry everything in glow sticks. <laughs> have a backpack full of batteries. Yeah, flares, oh. all that. Oh shit. yeah, flares. Uh, fucking breadcrumbs, everything. chips. Yeah, popcorn. Oh yeah. Ever, I would bring like fucking neon tape, taping it to the walls. I was and gonna shit. say spray because yeah. I have like spray. Oh, yeah, that's a like good one. Like yeah, fuck yeah. Actually, in my storage. That's room. like the best. Yeah, and it's the pink like construction spray yeah. and stuff. I have pink and orange. I do that kind of stuff. Yeah, like on the walls and whatever. But yeah, I've always been fascinated with right? the They're just so interesting. Like, they are. Cow. And the amount of shit that's happened down there that no one, like, will never know. Oh, yeah. There's shit that we'll never even know about. It's like about. the ocean. Yep. There's the depth. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's why it's perfect so scary. perfect way to describe it. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. It is yeah. like the ocean. Yeah. You'll never, ever see all of, no. of, of what's happened down there. Like, never. Again, there's even catacomb expert explorers, and they, they will only go so far. Because they're smart. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're smart. Yeah. And, I mean, it's crazy to even think about, like... How was that even built and people... Well, I, I was going to say people didn't get lost, but I'm sure people did even get lost building it. Yeah. It's insane. I seen part of a map of Odessa and I thought it was the entire map. And then it, I read the bottom and it was only part of it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was... The way they did things were different. Like, it was... You know, like one man handing something to another and then them handing it. Like, That's so true, yeah. It was like chain. Yeah, of, of people. People versus, yeah. like, the machines and stuff we have now. So yeah. it was different the way they dug and built and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so I can see them totally building it all or, mm -hmm. like, digging it all out because of that system. Yeah. Um, where now it's, like, one person doing whatever, another person doing whatever, yeah, I'm sure it would have been a lot less likely to get lost back then. Because, yeah, there were so many people in one area. Yeah. And there'd be tons of, you know, like, lights down there and stuff. Yeah. Candle lights or whatever. Or, yeah. like, those, like, you know, those little gas lights with the... You put the... Yep. The, yeah. I used to have one. A lantern. Yeah, thank you. A lantern. I could not think of the word. I used to have one. It was so cool. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah lanterns are great. Oh, I loved that. Forgot I had it. Yeah, anyway. they're wonderful. My Nana has the really old-fashioned ones that are like a vase. I used to have that. Oh, like that one. Yeah. yeah with the glass in it. it. The yeah. The really the glass kind of bubbled at the bottom and went straight Yeah, up. the old fucking had, lanterns. Yeah. I had one of those. They're so cool. I love yeah, that the, thing. Like Victorian. 
Yes. And it was just cool because you could adjust the flame. Yeah. My Nana had those all, like, when we grew up, I remember her always having those on in the house. Yeah. I mean, they're not safe. No. <laughs> I mean, it's technically like an open flame. Oh, it is. And yeah. the whole thing is like, what is it? Not gas, but like flammable liquid in the bottom half of uh, it. Is it lighter? Not lighter flubutane? I don't know if it's butane. No, I don't. Uh, or is it lighter fluid? I have no idea. I don't know. It's something flammable. I don't remember because I used to like buy the stuff to refill it. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's so long ago. I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember, but they were cool. They're just not safe. No. Especially with animals. Oh my God. Yeah. And little kids. I burnt my hand on it when I was little. I'd just be afraid of it like falling well that ball. too for sure yeah that cats are assholes and they will <sighs> jump up and knock <sighs> shit down Erwin. so unfortunately yeah Erwin, he's right here he's a poster child of an asshole <sighs> he loves he's the typical cat that jumps up and goes i don't like that and knocks it off oh i know <laughs> it's so great Such though dickwad i love it yeah i know that's awesome like great story Thanks, even um, though it was super short. <laughs> there's actually another one. Uh, there's a story I want to do. Um, I was going to do it a couple of episodes ago, but I will. And it's one of those where it could be real, but it could just be meth. And I will do it. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of reminded me of that story. So I will do it. Maybe next week, actually. Yeah. Now that I think of it, there I might do that next week. Because it's, uh, it's a pretty fucked up, interesting story. <clears throat> it's not the catacombs, but it's, it's pretty fucked up. Anyway. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, maybe we'll go visit the catacombs one Dude, one yes. of our journeys. I was going to say that. When we go to Europe together, for sure. And now that I know that you're fascinated with them, we totally have to go and go do a tour of the catacombs. Yes, yes we do. I want to step outside of the barriers mm-hmm. and go around a corner and come back just to say I've done it. <laughs> but I just want to go around the corner. <laughs> Again, but, I've watched too many horror movies where people get lost down there. Oh, and fuck. they're all so great. I love, I, like, I love that shit. I don't want to... No. I don't want to get like lost down there <sighs> suck again that's just a level of fear that i don't think we could ever understand Mm-mm. and you you try and think that you could and put yourself in that situation and how fucking scared you would be yeah and have to accept the fact that you're going to die down there slowly but it's like i don't think we could truly understand that fear the only thing i can relate it to and it's totally not in the same category but i was in a, a home and the power went out and I had no idea where anything was. And I just sat down and I curled up on the stairs because I was coming down some steps and I panicked because I didn't know where anything, like, I didn't know where anything was. And it was like, oh shit. And the power was out for so long. I was screaming out for help for someone to come. And then someone eventually came to me with a flashlight. But it, I, yeah, I remember thinking, holy fuck, I, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to die. Mm-hmm. But the fear of being in total fucking darkness. Yeah. And not knowing where you are, your mind starts playing fucking tricks on you. I started seeing shit, you know, because again, your mind and your eyes play tricks on you. It was, yeah, it was fucked up. So, and that's again, in a situation where I know I'm not going to die. It was just scary. Now imagine that amplified by a thousand and you know, you're going to die. Yeah. You know, you're going to die and you're freezing cold. Oh my God. Yeah. That too. Well, just go down if you have menopause and you'll be fine. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you would be fine. You wouldn't I'd even need fine. a jacket. I'd be like, this is great. Yeah, this is... Why can't I have this kind of AC in the house? <laughs> so yeah. when you were in that house, it, it had to have been either the late 80s or the 90s, or your phone, for the first time ever, was dead and you didn't have a flashlight. I was little. I was... Okay, so I figured it had yeah. to have been like the 80s or 90s. I was about, let's say, 11-ish. So like it was like 1990. Yeah. Or like that. 88 or something like that. I was born in 70... 78 so it was like 88 yeah something like that or 89 yeah so i was young but i Mm. I remember and i think about that often because it was silly to have that much fear well especially as it no but even as a kid too especially being a kid yeah 
That's even scarier, right? Yeah. Being a kid, being by yourself, and it's pitch black. You don't know where the fuck you are. You don't know what's around you. Yeah. I would have been scared shitless, too. Yeah. I, I just, I honestly remember just sitting down, curling yeah. my my arms around Aww. my knees, bringing my knees up to my chest, and just freaking out. Oh. <laughs> and, and yelling out for anybody that could hear me. Were your parents with you? They were, they were in the vicinity but not close enough that they could hear me crazy yeah and of course once the power went out people were like ah crap so got flashlights and stuff and started looking yeah uh for people and that's when yeah they came across me so oh yeah that's so sad it is but i totally remember freaking out the dark can be scary i actually meant to mention that when we were talking about phobias in our last episode Mm -hmm. i have battled being terrified of the dark my whole life well ever since you know like you're conscious of what's around you And uh, it's getting better as I get older. I'm definitely Mm -hmm. dealing with it. Uh, And honestly, only within the last year or so have I been finally starting to get a bit better with being in the dark. Mm -hmm. But I have been so fucking scared of it my whole life. And I heard a quote that is so true. It's, it's not that you're afraid of the dark. You're afraid that you're not alone in the dark. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. And I, re- I, I heard that. And I was like, now I'm more scared. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm even more fucking scared. <laughs> and it's so true. It is true. I know. Well, I slept with the light on or my TV on uh, right until my late 30s. Yeah. Uh, sorry, late 20s. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I always had a movie on or something and then I would just set the timer on the TV so that it would go off in a few hours, but I'd be passed out. Yeah. But I needed to fall asleep. And this is pre-me loving horror movies. Yeah. Now, I love horror movies, but there are some nights where I'm like... There might be a murderer under my bed. So I got to put my feet down. Yeah. I'm going to turn all the lights on. And my kitchen's not that far away from my bedroom. I'll turn everything on. There are some days. And you know what? It's just our brain. And I have no issues admitting that. Yeah. I'm like, Google, turn all the fucking lights on in the house. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Bathrooms, just everything. Everything. Just turn it all on. So even loving sure. my horror movies and shit like that, like there are days where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to turn everything on. And that's okay. <laughs> Maybe the boogeyman does exist. Maybe the boogeyman does exist. It does in my mind right now. <laughs> right. And that's all that matters right now. That's all that matters. And I'm going to keep the boogeyman away by turning all the lights on. <laughs> and isn't it funny, too, speaking of that, how we think, like, when we're laying in bed and our foot's hanging off the edge? Yeah. I'm just going to put my foot on the bed. That's going to save my life. <laughs> we totally did talk about that in another episode, too. <laughs> yeah. Because you and Josh did. Oh, oh it that's was you what and it Josh. was. Yeah, that's you and Josh okay. did. Yeah. Yep. That's what it was. Because yep. I still do it. Me too. And you're like, my leg's fine. And then slowly you're watching the movie. I'm like, well, it might just be more comfortable up here. <laughs> it's how you justify it to yourself. Because, <coughs> you know, you're trying not to be a wuss. Right. So right. you're like, eh, my leg's going to be way more comfortable up here. Right. Not hanging off the bed. So dumb. And then that little voice in you is like, you're just a little bitch. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, little voice. Yeah, right? exactly in case yeah right it's so dumb it's so funny because yeah as if if there really was some monsters or boogeyman or whatever as if lifting your foot up off onto your bed is going to save your life yeah or like in horror movies and i always say (laughs) if something's coming out you just go under the covers yeah because that's gonna stop them that's gonna stop them but it's like it's the whole psyche man (laughs) oh it's stupid (laughs) just hide (laughs) you're fine if you hide yeah so dumb if you can't see them they can't see you and Invis- invisibility cloaked as shit yeah well that's how animals are <laughs> <laughs> and we are animals we are yeah but i mean like with them like they'll hide on like 
my cats and dogs have done it. They'll hide behind a curtain. You can see their whole body, but their faces <laughs> is behind it. Yeah. So they're like, well, my face is hidden. <laughs> Therefore, I'm in. Yeah, I, they can't see me. I've yeah. got photo, so many photos, especially when I got Erwin uh, and Neil when they were yeah. kittens. They, I had them in the washroom first so they can get used to the smells and stuff. And Carl and uh, Leo could get used to their smells and then the dogs and stuff. So they're under the shower curtain that's upstairs. You can see their bodies, but their little heads are behind it. And they thought they were hiding. <laughs> so funny it's so funny yeah it it's is like yeah that's us that's that's <laughs> us too yeah that's us too totally just hide under the covers take your bed off the or sorry your foot off the floor you know the boogeyman's not gonna see yeah. you anymore okay. oh, oh they're gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> so dumb oh okay it's awesome anyway crazy stories yep that's it for tonight unless you have something you want to add nah i'm done All i right. think i'm good okay guys good night and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Oh, don't forget our social media. So, sh- sh- our, media sh- our social media. Because we've forgotten to do it on the last few episodes. The last one. Okay. We Yeah. But yeah, feel we like did the one forgotten. before. Oh, okay. I yeah. feel like we've forgotten a few. We know, honestly, we probably have in general. But okay. Yeah. Well, we're on Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. us at My Ride or Die Podcast. We are on Facebook, My Ride or Die Podcast. We are on Twitter, which I never fucking use. Me either. So I don't even know if it's uploading, but Me neither. it might be. It's <laughs> My Ride or Die Pod, P-O-D. And if you have anything you want to email us, you can email us at myriderdiepodcast at gmail.com. And depending on what you send us, we may or may not read it. Or save it in a folder and then read it like 10 years from now, five and years from laugh. now. And just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. So send those, send those to us too. <laughs> Definitely. We're so looking forward to getting our first email. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who wants to share stories with us, whatever it may be. Well, we've had, requests. we've had people share, mm-hmm. like, you got to do this story, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but that's it's true. Been yeah, it's been verbal. That's, yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. So I've had a few people say, oh my God, we have to do this, this, you know, so yep. we will. But I mean, they could email us, but they know us. So <laughs> yeah, so they don't They're like, well, anyway, <laughs> we will get an email. And we will celebrate. That I was day. just going to say the same thing. Yeah. We'll do a dance. Hell yeah. We'll do a dance. Uh, around a fire. <laughs> Diana's like bobbing her head like a penguin. Yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> doing a dance. This is my dance. Yeah. <laughs> For the first email. <laughs> that we got. That's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.